Hey, this is Matt McClure here, one of the lead pastors here at Takeover Church. Thank you so much for checking out this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. And just a reminder, we have got services every single Sunday at 5 p.m. And we would love to have the chance to meet you, to hear your story, and to welcome you home. Thanks again for listening today. Hope this message blesses you. That we become victors, co-heirs with him, as our Bible says, then we live as Christ in this world. So the hope that's in that statement that says the son cannot do anything by himself, but he does only what his father see, what he sees his father doing, we can see that. We can live with that perspective. We can see the light in the midst of a great darkness because Jesus made the way. That was the point of the cross. The point of the cross was to give the Holy Spirit who would reveal the light in the middle of our darkness. He puts the mirror of Christ in front of us so that everywhere we go, we see our face on Jesus' body. Like we see ourselves as one with the life of Christ. So if he was able to confront weakness with the power of oneness, we can too. Because in our weaknesses, we have a counselor, an advocate, the promised Holy Spirit who, may, who, co- who fights on our behalf and reveals Christ in us, working through us. So there's still a light even when it looks like darkness. There's still a light on Monday morning when I don't see it anymore. There's still a light 10 minutes before service when the darkness is attacking my brain and telling me tonight's a wash, man. You ain't gonna preach nothing. There is still a light no matter how I feel or how I... How I how I have been, no matter the choices I make, there is a light, and that light cannot be extinguished because it was never lit by me in the first place. And so I think where we get this fundamentally wrong and we lose sight of the light is that we lose the idea that if Jesus couldn't do it alone, how can we? And we we lose we do a disservice to ourselves to not keep in front of us the goal the object we're so the scripture says without vision the people perish and one of the reasons you perish is because you don't know where you're going like if we take that word in its most literal sense walking around like this is not a good idea and <laughs> To me, I think there are so many Christians who actually think that this is the goal. Once I level up to an appropriate level of spirituality, I don't need this anymore. I can just walk around like this. I'll be fine. I don't need to refresh myself in the Word. I don't need to worship. I don't need to um, have people in my life who can speak wisdom into my life. I've got it. I've been doing this Jesus thing for like, you know, 20 years. Like, I think I pretty much know what I'm doing here. That's not how it works. And the light, the light The light can become so quickly covered up by us, by ourselves, by all of the things that we think are God's goal for us that aren't. He doesn't want you to be self-sufficient. Like, self-sufficient, independent in the spiritual sense is not a part of the life of Jesus. Even Jesus had 12 dudes that followed him everywhere. And I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that Jesus couldn't handle it. What I'm saying is 
he was a man just like us. He was a human being. And the whole power of the gospel rests on the fact that like a human being in right relationship with God in clean conscience before their creator can live that life. We can overcome sin. We can overcome fear. We don't have to get wrecked constantly. And I think that Jesus obviously knew all this because that's the reason that the first thing he said was if anyone wants to come after me, let him first deny himself, then take up his cross and follow me. Because he knew, he knew that we were going to try to obscure the goal. That we were going to try to sell out cheap. That we were going to try to find a way to attain righteousness that doesn't involve surrender. Because the thing is, is I want the good tidings to bring me great joy. But I can't have the great joy unless I understand what the purpose of the good tidings is. Because the good tidings were to set me free from me. It's not about me needing to get free from how the world's treating me. Because the thing of it is, if I get free from me, it won't matter how I'm being treated. Because no one could mistreat Jesus. And that's our standard. As much as it hurts, as much as I look at myself in the mirror and I say, you don't look like Jesus. That's my standard. And I can't have anything less if I call myself a Christian. I can't go after something less than Jesus and call it Christianity. I might as well not bother. Because I'm only bringing judgment on myself at that point. And that's not... Man, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be hard. Like, I hope you see... I hope you see where I'm at with this. Like, I don't open my Bible to figure out how to make a point. And I don't open my Bible to preach a sermon. I open my Bible because, like, this is what God's teaching me as well. And I need this word. Like, I need to surrender to it. Because there are things in my life that year after year are kicking me in the face. And I start the year off good and I say, Lord, we're going to overcome it this year. And I release faith and I do my Holy Ghost hoedown and it's great. And I love Holy Ghost hoedowns. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it, don't get it twisted like you'll see me pre um, posting praise break videos on Facebook. Man, I love it. Like, I love and I believe that there is a faith that only responds when we like align our bodies with our hearts. And to quote one of my old pastors, if you, if you love the Lord, maybe let your face know about it. Like, I totally am there, okay? But... But there's also this thing where I gotta, I gotta be realistic. And, I got, and at some point there has to be a heart check where I allow myself to look soberly in the mirror and say, but, but what's that? And I, and I have to look at that and say like, if what I see when I look into that spiritual mirror is not Jesus, I'm not settling. I won't settle for how the world is treating me. I won't settle for how I feel. 
I won't settle for what was done to me. I won't settle for what my genetics offers me. For being born with a condition or being whatever, being different. And man, those things are those things are awful. They're hard and they hurt. And people make fun of us and people like treat you poorly because you're different, because they're afraid of things that are different. And that's something that's awful and messed up about our world. But the thing of it is, the beauty of the good tidings which brought great joy to all people is that Jesus came to offer us a better way. And that better way is to completely let go of ourselves. I can't live in defense of my rights. I can't live in defense of what I deserve or what I don't deserve or what was right or wrong that was done to me. I have no power to control that. I don't. I can, I can set a standard and show people that I have worth, that I believe I have worth, but if they don't choose to receive that, I have no control over that. I can't change a person's heart, but I can change mine. And I can change turning that person into an idol and saying, if they don't accept me, if this thing doesn't turn around, if this situation doesn't get better, then I'm out. I can overcome that. I don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. Jesus, in the form of a tiny baby born into poverty, born into a war-torn world where genocide followed his birth because the king slaughtered a bunch of innocent babies to try to get rid of him. There was so much death on account of Jesus within the first two years of his life. He, what, if, what if he was like us? What if he would have thought, look what I've done. Look what I've caused. My birth caused all of this. What if he would have got inside himself and in his feelings and started believing the lies that the devil had that said, you know what, look, you, you ain't no, how are you going to be the Messiah? How are you going to lead these people free? You know what, they don't even like you. They don't, look at, look at what this king is doing. Like, no one's ever going to accept you. Born out of a virgin, yeah, okay. Like, what if, what if he would have done what we do and been like, you know what, yeah, that's right, you know? I think you're probably right. Like, I just, you know, I just can't get over it, man. Like, this... And I wonder, like, is this not what gives Jesus authority when he says things like, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me? He didn't preach a sermon that he didn't live either. And I 100% will not compromise the gospel for something that isn't Jesus. <coughs> so let's talk about this passage. It says, Out of the stump of Jesse, a root will take, a, a branch will bear fruit, a root will spring up. And that, we know, 
as good Bible reading Christians, that that root is Jesus. The root which comes out of the stump of Jesse. Let's, uh, let's think about that word stump for a minute. Because I was thinking about it as I, as I was reading this passage. And who's ever had a stump in their yard? Anybody had a stump? Y'all had a stump. Still there. <laughs> stump is an ugly thing, right? Stump. Stump doesn't serve a purpose. It might have been a tree at some point. And uh, from that tree, there might have been fruit. And there might have been branches and maybe some squirrels hanging out and all that jazz. But there ain't nothing there anymore. It's just this ugly, dilapidated wooden thing, right? That's just a landmark to, man, we got to get out in that yard and get rid of that stump. <laughs> and as I was thinking about this, I was thinking... From a stump, a branch comes that bears fruit. Because see, in God's reality, even a dead tree can bear fruit. And so I was thinking about the new year, and I was thinking about the light, and I was thinking about how there's still a light. That even if 2018 was the year that you were going to turn things around and you didn't, or it was the year that you were really going to find out what God says about you and... Man, you haven't, you have maybe read your Bible like every couple weeks, you know? You really like let yourself down. There's still light. And out of that stump, here's the thing about the stump. The, the stump of Jesse grew from a, a, a seed of promise that was spoken over the line of his family heritage. And that was that God would make a great nation. There is a seed of promise that was spoken over your life 2,000 years ago at a cross. And it was called the blood of Jesus. And that seed of promise was planted in you this year when you decided, you know what? I want to live different. I want 2018 to be different. I don't want to get wrecked by the same things. That was the spirit. He, he was doing his thing. You were there. But now it's a little overgrown. And it's got, it's got some weeds growing out of it. And it doesn't look pretty. <laughs> you, you came to church, and you're thankful you're at Takeover Church because some of us got some weeds that need pruning, and we don't make a secret about it. It's not a shameful thing to be pruned by the Lord. It's a shameful thing to conceal it. So I'm just going to preach that word right quick and then we'll move on. But <laughs> coming up out of that stump, coming up out of that stump of what you had planned this year, of what you had planned maybe in the last week even, coming up out of that stump is a branch. And that branch is ready to bear fruit in 2019. And I really believe that. And as much as authority is given in, in my life through the blood of Jesus, I'm saying 2019 for Takeover Church is the year that our branches begin to spring forth. And our fruit begins to fill the streets of Grand Rapids. Our workplaces, our, our, our families, it, co it comes with us to our jobs. It comes with us into that lonely room at night where you're, where you're living in your head and where the devil is telling you, you know what, you ain't no good, you ain't never going to be no good. Stump and fruit, what is this dude even talking about? I'm coming against that right now to say, 
like the blood of Jesus is filling every one of those moments. And that branch is ready to bear fruit. And it says that every branch that bears fruit is also due for some pruning. So get ready because there's going to be some hard times coming. And you might think that the Lord isn't doing anything. Or you might think that he's abandoned you. But I have news for you. He's actually doing exactly what he said he would do because he loves you. And sometimes when... when when we are loved, there is a necessary shedding of self that is painful. There is an, a necessary letting go of self-expectations that we are not allowed to bring into a relationship. Because when you get into a marriage, or when you have children, or when you enter into um, a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, there is a necessary, like, I will lay down my life for you that happens if we are to love one another. And that hurts. Because all we've ever known is how to protect ourselves, how to love ourselves, and how to do it out of selfish ambition. Not out of, I love myself because God loves me. I'm talking about we love ourselves. We feed ourselves whatever our flesh desires. We give ourselves grace to do things that grace would never empower us to do. So what I'm talking about is there's a necessary pruning that happens, and it's not because God's angry with you. It's because he loves you. And so out of this stump is going to come a branch, and it's going to bear good fruit. And my friends, even when it looks like darkness, there is a light. There is still a light. And I want to open the heart, the, I want to open this space, and I want to open these, this community up to those of you who are, who are in a place where you know that there's pruning coming, where you're opening your heart up to the Lord because you know that you can't experience the light unless you surrender some things, unless you do what Jesus said, deny yourself. That's the crux of the gospel. So we're opening this community up and we're opening our, our, our family up to you because, um, because you can't do it alone. <laughs> and because... We don't want you to run away because you're ashamed that it's happening. I'm not running away from you all because it's happening. I feel it. It's definitely happening. It's happening right now, actually. <laughs> it's happening. But here I am. I'm being pruned. And so I open my heart up to y'all saying, we're a family. Let's, let's bear the cross together. We can't carry the weight of the cross on our own. We need to all hoist it up our, together. So I'm going to invite worship team to come up here. I'm going to read a scripture to y'all. We're going to encourage your spirits. And then we're going to go out worshiping the Lord. Like 2019 is going to be filled with the light that we desire to see all throughout 2018. And maybe some of us didn't see it. Maybe we haven't experienced the light at work in our everyday lives yet. Maybe there's still certain areas at our job, in our marriages, in our friendships, in our families, in our health. There are some things that we're waiting to see the light illuminate. Because... Um, 
Yeah, because we're patiently believing. We're holding on to the little bit of faith that we have. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain to move. Man, that is like a really challenging expression because I feel like I have at least a mustard seed, but I've got some mountains that haven't moved yet. And I'm in belief, and I'm going to stand in faith with all of you, saying our mountains will move this year. In 2019, we are not content to live the gospel that benefits us, but doesn't change us. I'm not looking for blessings and favor outside of surrender. I'm not looking for what I can get from God. I've got enough. I've got enough things. America has plenty of things. I don't need God's things. I need God's mercy, and I need to surrender in order to receive it. it can I get an amen from anybody? All right, so let's get up. Let's worship. Let's open our hearts up to God. We are surrendering God in this moment. Come to us. Come to us, Holy Spirit. Minister the cross to us. Speak the blood of Jesus over us. Because in 2019, we are not content to just believe for stuff. We believe, we believe for stuff because we know stuff is nothing. But God, we are believing for change, for actual life change, for transformation in our hearts, for overcoming weakness. Because you said, in this world, you will have trouble, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. I'm going to read this scripture to y'all, and then we're going to sing this song, and we're going to acknowledge that the Lord is here. <laughs> By this we know that we abide in him, and he is in us because he's given us his spirit. Let's go to that passage in Isaiah. That's a good word, but that's not the one I was looking for. But you know what? By this we do know that we abide in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And it's his spirit that comforts us in these times of, of, great, of great trial, of great weakness, of, of unsureness. We, we are only just living to lay claim to what's already at work in us. All we are doing is acknowledging the good that God intends, that, that, that he's already started. So let's read this passage from Isaiah. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for all peoples, of him the nations shall inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. So in 2019, that stump that I was talking about that's about to bust out and give birth to some fruit, that is Jesus in your life at work. And his resting place is glorious because it means that we enter... It's, it's not just about sleeping in till noon. That's a good form of rest. Amen. I love that type of rest. But, but the resting place of God is taking rest, at, a spirit at rest into every situation. Just because my body's in motion, my spirit's at rest. And that's the power of the gospel. That's the light that shines in the darkness and that this world didn't understand. And I believe that that is our destiny in 2019 and that that is the root of Jesse that is ready to take root in your life. Amen. Let's go. Let's go.